Welcome to the Holistic Health Club Podcast. I'm your host, Tafari Plez. This podcast will discuss topics like physical health, mental health, spiritual health, and even sexual health for our men. This podcast is about giving others the tools to claim the healthy, happy, and prosperous lives they deserve. So let's get right into it. First of all, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Um, If you're listening to this podcast right now, you're an OG listener. So I just want to give a special thanks to you. This is the first episode of the first season. And this is going to be a great podcast. You know, we're taking over. Let's go. For the first episode, before we dive, you know, really into the the depth of what this podcast is all about, I just want to introduce myself to all the listeners and potential listeners, you know. You know, I have a lot of people see me on social media, they see me at school, they see me in the gym, and they don't really even know who I am, you know, they don't know my story. So I'm going to dedicate this first podcast episode to my story. So, who is Tafari Pledge? Well, to me, that's a two-part question. Whenever I'm asked that question, what I tend to think about is who I am now and what's currently going on in my life. But then I also think about, you know, my past and all of the things that has gotten me to the point where I'm currently at. So let's just start, you know, with my my upbringing from an early age. I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Shout out Jackson. Um, I grew up in the city, you know, for the first like one or two years of my life. And then my family and I, we moved to the country. We moved to um, Piney Woods, which is a boarding school, actually. And so I spent like the first six years, six-ish years of my life on a boarding school. Um, and then, yeah, it was in the country in Mississippi. I tell everybody, like, low-key, I grew up on a farm, and I actually did. My parents were teachers. My mom was an English teacher. I think she, she might have taught some other subjects as well, but my dad was a teacher as well. And so I grew up in a house you know, of teachers at a very early age. And they taught at the boarding school and that's why we lived on the campus. You know, we lived in a little two-story apartment. And when I tell you, you know, it was it was basically on farmland. There was cows, there was pigs, there was horses, there was mud everywhere. You know, it was very secluded and pretty much in the, you know, in in the country. But it was a it was a a pretty great way to start life in my opinion because it was peaceful you know I was surrounded by a bunch of high school students you know who saw me as this little cute little kid with dimples this little caramel kid with dimples you know the teachers the teacher's son um you know at that age everybody was telling me oh he's going he's going to be a heartbreaker so ladies out there if I ever broke your heart sorry it was not my fault. They told me I was going to be a heartbreaker when I was little. <laughs> it's it's weird how, like, whenever you're younger, you're so much different, you know, when you get older. I remember I had this basketball goal that was in my kitchen that was about, like, four foot high, I swear. And one day I moved it. I think either I moved it or my, my brother moved it or my dad moved it. And there was this big black widow spider underneath it that was probably about the size of my fist. And I asked my dad, like, yo, can we keep it? Can we keep it? And for some reason, he said yes. 
And from then on, I had a pet black widow spider that I kept in a fish bowl that sat on my kitchen counter every day and I would feed it insects every single day. I remember that. And it's crazy now because I hate spiders. Like now I see spiders and I'm like throwing my shoe at it. You feel me? Anyways, so transitioning to the city, we ended up moving back into Jackson where everything started. And this is where everything just kind of took off for me. Um, I attended Casey Elementary School, which was like an art school. Um, shout out to Casey Elementary. Woo-woo. Perfect school, perfect elementary school, you know, for education and the arts. This is where, you know, two passions developed for me off rip. First one being the cello. So my parents decided to introduce me to music. You know, my dad was a musician. He introduced me to the cello. I immediately fell in love with it. And I immediately, you know, grew a, a passion for music through the cello. And then the other passion was sports. My dad introduced me to basketball. Um, My parents decided to put me in this little program called Upward, which is basically a community um, where you play basketball with the people you go to school with, people in your community. It's like a church league, basically. And so off rip, I had two passions develop for me. And, you know, the passion I had for the cello was crazy. Like, I remember, like, they... They had they gave me the cello. I went to the the school that had the arts program already, and you know I was practicing every day. I was getting good at it. Um, I ended up you know going around the city playing with other second and third graders my age through the school's program. Um, eventually, I got into the orchestra. Um, I performed you know with the orchestra. It ended up being for about five or six years. Um, I played for several diff- different orchestras, but um, one that I stuck with the most was MISO, which is Mississippi Youth Symphony Orchestra, which was an amazing program. Um, and, you know, basketball was taking off, too. I remember I had, you know, my dad had this video recording of me on this old camera. I don't even know what you call these cameras nowadays, but... He had a recording of me scoring 50 points in a little upward basketball game, which was crazy. And, you know, in school, I was just so smart. You know, I was straight A student all throughout elementary and middle school, you know, never saw a B in my life. I was in spelling bees. I was good at math, science, you know, English, you name it. I was just, you know, on top of everything. Um, And I just remember, you know, life being so easy, so simple. And, you know, I was just accomplishing a lot. And especially with the cello, like when I got into the orchestra, I just remember being first chair and everything. So if you know anything about the orchestra, each section in the orchestra has its own chairs. So the person sitting closest to the conductor, who is the person leading it, that's known as first chair. So... It goes first chair, second chair, third chair, fourth chair. And basically, it's kind of like a rank or like the leader of the the certain group. And every year, you know, I was first chair. I was in summer camps that were sitting around an orchestra. I was traveling with the orchestra, you know, performing in all different types of places. I performed at Disney World. You know, we had some out-of-the-country trips. It was crazy. 
And like literally people were thinking I was like, you know, prodigy level good at the cello. And I never really thought much of it, but I did love it. It was something that was just part of my life. Um, a core memory from that time period was that I never once thought about struggling or having to overcome something. You know, I was just in my own lane doing what I did best and I was happy and I was getting it done. High school came. Actually, in middle school, it's, you know, something just came to me. In middle school, I went to another performing arts school, Bailey APAC. Basically, I would like spend half of my day practicing music, getting better at that at school. And then I would spend the other half on academics. Um, so that kind of like cultivated me more with the music side of things. You know, I was still every single day after school, I was going to this little gym called the NBA, just spending the rest of my day playing basketball. So I was, you know, I was really, I was grinding back then, you know. High school came and, you know, this was one of the time periods when everything just kind of switched. High school, I spent a lot of time hanging around a lot of people who didn't really care that much for me, you know. I would always want to be kept in the loop. I was a people pleaser. I was living for everyone but myself. You know, I had a few solid friendships, but far more fake ones. I remember always trying to be the cool guy, you know, the cool guy, which got me a lot of attention from girls or whatever, but I wasn't really being myself, you know. Um, funny story, I, I quit playing the cello in high school. I forgot whether it was like, it was probably was like 10th grade. I quit playing the cello because, you know, I was afraid of what my peers would think of me or what my friends would thought, you know, I, I, I thought I was too cool. And, you know, I decided to focus on basketball. And then I thought I was too good for basketball. So, you know, I stopped practicing as hard. I stopped working out every day. And I thought I didn't need to practice as hard. And that's when everybody started to pass me up in basketball, too. So, you know, high school was a challenging time um, for those reasons. But, you know, high school is pretty much the same for most people. I feel like, you know, most people go through that period where they lose themselves. They're trying to, you know, impress their peers or they fall under peer pressure and they just have all these things going on. It's pretty normal. Um, fast forward to college, I moved to Tennessee. Um, I started attending Fisk and you know, I kind of moved there on a whim. I, you know, of course I'd been out of the state, but this was, you know, I moved to Tennessee not knowing anybody there. Um, I was pretty much the only person from Mississippi. And I just basically started a new life. Um, sophomore year of college, everything changes. It's COVID year, you know. Everybody was forced to stay in the house. When you're forced to stay in the house or you're forced to be with yourself, you do a lot of self-reflecting. When I got home from college, excuse me, when I got home from college, that's when everything shifted, you know. It was the first time in my in a, in a while that I had these big realizations start to come to me about my own life. You know, I got very tired and frustrated with my own life. I felt like I didn't really know who I was anymore. Or, you know, as if I wasn't 
in the driver's seat of my own life, you know. I felt like everything around me was controlling me, essentially. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life. I know I no longer wanted to be a dentist, which was what I went to college for in the first place. And then I also realized that the reason I didn't really know who I was anymore was because I had been living for everybody else but me, you know, never checking in on myself, making sure I was straight, you know, and part of the reason was because of high school, yeah, but, you know, that just continued to escalate, you know, I was just always trying to make sure I look good for everybody else, even with my parents growing up, you know, I was always the mediator between what they had going on, you know, putting my personal life to the side at times, even try to put us back together as a family and it's like I had quit everything worthwhile you know everything that I had built from such an early age to try to look good or impress people who weren't even you know there for me in the first place Uh, so COVID year was a it was a challenging time for me you know this was the first time I experienced depression you know my my vibe was real low I felt lost. I remember beating myself up over the fact that I was this brilliant person when I was younger who was just so focused and so accomplished. And, you know, now I was this dumb college student with okay grades, zero talent, and half of his brain cells fried because he had smoked weed and nicotine for five years now. And basically I had ruined my own life by letting you know life get, get to the best of me. I remember talking to my mom in the kitchen one day, man, it's crazy. I remember talking to my mom in the kitchen one day this same year, and I was just telling her about how when I was younger, I used to have these visions during the daytime where I would just zone out and just see things, you know, happening or see people I'd never met before and random, like, events take place. And when I would have these visions, in reality, it would only be about five seconds. But from my perspective, it was like a whole scene, like a whole movie almost. And then oddly enough, days or weeks later, those same people and events would come into my reality. Like I would, it would happen. And then I told her about, you know, when I would dream and go to sleep at night, I would be able to control my dreams and do whatever I wanted in them. And how a lot of times I would see people in those dreams that I never met before or see things happening. And then, you know, days later, those same events would play out. And how I never told anybody about it because, you know, of course, they would think I was crazy. Like, what's wrong, what's wrong with this dude? Like, and, you know, of course, I thought my mom was going to think I was crazy, too, telling her this and And I just felt, you know, real bad because I thought that all the abilities that I once had had left for me, you know, never to return again type situation. And I had to sit with this new version of myself, like one that I didn't even know that well. And it was just crazy because I just felt like, you know, all the life that I had in me had just left for me, you know, like. I didn't even know, like, the thoughts I was having. Like, I didn't even know if those were mine. Like, I didn't even know what was going on. 
And for some months at that time, I had gotten into network marketing, which was one of the things that triggered my journey of personal development. But also, you know, from all this frustration and resentment I had towards my life at the time, you know, I just really wanted this new experience to come into my life. And I just remember being so, like, hungry and eager just for something different and just for some type of change and for somebody just to answer my prayers, you know. I started reading a lot of books, which is crazy because... I hated reading as a kid. I used to, my mom used to try to get me to read all the time, and I just be like, "Mama, why? Like, <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, I don't like, I don't even like, what's what's up?" And you know, I used to write my own books and stories as a kid, but I just would never read. And around this time, I just started reading like crazy, and then I started listening to nothing but podcasts. Like, I didn't listen to any music. I was just listening to just the podcast, just trying to see what people had to say. And then I got into the gym and I started working out consistently in my house, you know, because of COVID and everything. I had I was working out like crazy, you know, not really heavy on the weights because I didn't really have that many weights. Um, but, you know, just doing calisthenics, just doing like interval training, just doing what I could, you know. And I started implementing hella routines into my life, too. Like I started putting in morning routines. I started doing night routines, just weekly routines, just because of everything that I was being told and, you know, everything that I was reading, I just started practicing this stuff. And I started actively practicing manifestation. You know, like I was telling my mom about it. You know, I was showing her how it worked. You know, I had manifested some money at one point. You know, I, I started meditating and I just started, you know, really trying to cultivate this new lifestyle and trying to bring, I tried to bring about some real change to my life. And it was at a time when, you know, I just felt so lost and felt so like misguided and just helpless. And I really had to be strong and just have faith, you know, and you know, as my mama started to notice my progress with working out and, you know, being so consistent in the gym, you know, we decided to put some equipment in the garage and make a home gym since none of the gyms were open. And I started training her, actually, which is crazy. I started, my mom was like, yo, like, I see what you're doing. Like, can you, can you train me? And I did, you know, I, I stayed on her and she started seeing some results. And then we started inviting more family members over who are also trying to get fit during the pandemic. And in just a few weeks, you know, my mom lost like 10 pounds. My cousin did. She lost like 15, 20 pounds. And, you know, they mentioned to me like, yo, like you should become a personal trainer, you know. And, you know, not only could they get results, but I had the patience and just the natural ability to help people. So, I, you know, I could see where they were coming from, but I didn't really take them too seriously or anything. Um, but, you know, after some weeks passed and, you know, I started considering it a little bit more and I kind of realized, like, you know, that would be a great way to help people, which was the end goal anyways, as far as my purpose. And so, you know, at this point, 
I'm starting to feel a lot better from where I previously was, you know, months ago. Like, I was feeling good. Like, I'm having ideas again. I'm happy. I feel like I got purpose, you know. I'm, you know, making money. I'm in network marketing. Like, I'm like I'm coming back up, you feel me? And so, boom, 2021 hits. Me and one of my buddies are throwing an event in our hometown. And we had connected with this multimillionaire and convinced him to come speak at our event, you know, hoping to sell some products. And, like, we put in, like, a lot of effort. Like, I'm telling y'all, like, we rented out this venue with a stage. We ordered food. You know, we made an event bright. We made flyers. We promoted it on socials. Man, we, we even spent, like, a whole day just going around the city just like getting as many people as we could to just come to the event. Like I'm like, we, (laughs) I can't make this up right now. Me and this dude went into the police precinct to talk to the police, to try to get them to come to the event. And we got them to like book for the event. Right. So I'm talking like two days before the event, we got like a hundred some people, you know, booked on the event. Right confirmed them everything like we're like grinding like back against the wall like and guess what event day comes nobody shows up (laughs) like i'm talking like i'm talking like the only people that were there were my parents and a few other family members like i was so embarrassed that i didn't even want to speak on the stage like I get home and my dad he is like heated. <laughs> and so like me and my dad, we get in like this little, you know, physical altercation or whatever. Shout shout out dad. Love you, dad. What's up, Pops? I hope you're listening. <laughs> and you know, yeah, it, it it was it was bad. Like it was it was really bad. And you know, I I thought I was on top of the world, like before it. And then everything, I was just crushed, man. Like, I went back into this little shell of trying to figure everything out again, you know. In my mind, like, I had just, like, ruined it all. I was humiliated. And it was over something I wasn't even that passionate about. I just remember thinking, like, man, like, what just happened? Oh, also, I had gotten to my first ever serious relationship around this time. But we'll save that topic for another day. Um, around the month of April, so I think it's about like May or April. Um, I started getting into psychedelics pretty heavily, and you know I was just kind of enjoying not having to deal with the fact that I thought I had found myself just to feel completely lost again. Um, but I still hadn't really given up. You know, I was just trying to just trying to find my way, man. Like mental mental health is a real thing. It's probably one of the craziest time periods of my life, to be honest with you guys. And I'm going to tell you why. So, I did shrooms probably like a gazillion times, which is fine, in my opinion. It was always great experiences. You know, it was, I learned something from it. I got something out of it, you know. Um, And I did, I even did acid twice. Actually, three times. I know, I know my mom, my mom, if you listen to this right now, I know you're probably blowing steam out of your ears, but I love you. And yeah, 
So the third time I did acid, I had a terrible experience. To sum it up, I had a bad trip that basically sent me crazy for a good like 14, 16 hours. And then like when I say sent me crazy, I'm talking like pacing back and forth, scratching my head, like switching different moods crazy. Like I was like, like spaz, like tweaking. And the effects of the trip lasted for days afterwards. And I continued to like hallucinate. And I had this like terrible brain feeling that felt like if I focused on it too hard, like I could just go back into this mass confusion and panic state from the bad trip. So it's like a couple of days, three days afterwards, and I'm still like, like tweaking out of my head. Like I thought like I was like stuck like that. <laughs> like I thought I was just going to be crazy for the rest of my life, you know? And I, I, you know, some, some bad thoughts started going through my head, you know? And I was just like crushed and after a few days I just finally decided to tell my dad because I couldn't sleep also that was another thing I don't know what it was but I was going two or three days and I couldn't sleep I was just staying up all night like and I was drained I was tired I was going crazy in my head I wasn't telling nobody I was just trying to stay strong and like after the third day, I just de- decided to tell my dad. And he took me to the countryside, you know, to kind of collect my thoughts, get everything together, get into nature, you know. And my girlfriend at the time recommended that I drink some wine, which would probably like calm me down. So I did both of those things, you know, and it helped tremendously. Um, You know, being in, in nature just really, really helped. And... That day ignited a spiritual journey for me. Before that day, I had never had a relationship with God. I, you know, I was the kid who hated going to church. And I thought, you know, it was just all being forced on me. You know, I thought people were just trying to force me to think a certain way. You know, I thought that what most people regarded as God was just not true. I believe there was a God and that, you know, it may control certain aspects of our lives, but I didn't really feel strongly about it one way or another. And the day out in the country, man, I just remember, like, it just, it just all hit me like a train for real. Like, it's like I had felt God for the first time and I understood what the universe was and why we were even here. It was like I, I understood in that very moment what spirituality was. I understood what religion was. Um, It was just like I had instantly found a connection with something so much bigger than me. It was like it had placed its hand on my life in my time of need, I swear. And I know it it sounds so cliche, like, oh, this this guy took acid and now he thinks he's some spiritual genius. Ah, But, like, see, it, it, it wasn't really about so much what I thought. It was more about, like, the love I felt and this new warmth that was just inside of me. And you you can't really even put it in words. I just remember just talking to my dad for, like, two hours straight about, you know, what I thought God was, you know, 
what my life was and everything that was just going on in the world. And then everything that had led me to that day just made so much more sense. And I remember getting to a completely just calm state, having so much clarity. And I understood that to get what I wanted from the universe, I had to let go of all that was in the past and just focus on the present moment and just be grateful. And I understood that I was being used for a greater calling and a bigger purpose and that this new person that I had become was just more fit for the task at hand. I understood that I got what I truly desired. And it was around this time that Holistic Health Club came to me. And it was just so crazy because during this short amount of time, I reinvented myself. I filled my brain with tons of new knowledge and information. You know, I improved my my willpower. I built a relationship with God. I developed this new resi- resiliency about me. You know, I learned just so much. I learned that you can't dwell on your failures because they're just one step closer to a win. Like 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 J. Cole said, it's, it's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. That That's fire right there. Oh, my God. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Like, that's real. And, you know, not even just, you know, the trip and everything that happened on the spiritual journey. But, like, before that, like, I was just becoming this new person. And everything just just came full circle. And it's like, now I can finally see why it happened. I finally know and I can look back and and I know who to thank. And now I'm finishing college. You know, I'm studying to become a physical therapist. I'm a certified personal trainer. I'm an online coach. And I've started this wonderful brand to guide those who walk a similar path as me and to help you know, those people improve physically, mentally, and spiritually every single day. So I'm glad you guys have joined the club. Welcome to Holistic Health Club, baby. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode dropping next week where I'm going to be talking about spiritual fitness, emotional fitness, and physical fitness. That's all I have for you guys. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Peace and blessings. I'm out.